Good evening and welcome to another episode of Dice and Death. Tonight we have a very special episode as it is the last of our character spotlights before we get into the main game. And tonight we have the pleasure of meeting a Losombra who runs a New Age crystal shop named Bontingo. Yes, that is his name. And make sure you hang around for a little bit after because we have a fun teaser about some future and upcoming stuff. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoy. It is a night like any other. The sounds of traffic echo through the streets, and the gentle hum of the streetlight outside softly greets you as you stir from your slumber. Your brown cat, Dirt, meows at you and lightly paws your face, asking for food. You arise in the cramped second-story room above your new-age store, Kindred Spirits. Located in the downtown of Chicago, flanked by several similar small businesses. It does all right for you, but you usually only make enough to make ends meet. Of course, it doesn't help that your open hours are only at night nowadays, but it's not like you have much of a choice in that regard. Regardless, for now, it's about time to open your shop. Speaking of your haven, uh, would you yes. care to, to, to sort of describe the layout? What's it, what's it kind of look like? Uh, how messy or clean is it? Uh, do you, does Bontingo have any, like, morning... Well, not morning, but you know what I mean. Uh, Wake-up rituals that he likes to partake in? Um, well, as far as, like, the Haven, which I guess is just, like, the shop in the room upstairs. Right. Um, I'm kind of picturing it as a, a somewhat small sort of, like, just a building in general. Mm-hmm. Um, probably no bigger than, like, I don't know, something like... 30 maybe 40 feet wide like like it's not it's not that big at all pretty yeah, cramped tiny. space yeah but then the stairs that go up so it's like built upwards basically right um and uh i would say it's uh it's pretty messy pretty uh unkempt as far as it's still a shop so there's still you know the downstairs is relatively organized as far as where you can find specific things mm-hmm. um but there's a lot of stuff in a small space basically yeah that um makes sense so it's kind of like an overcrowded store sort of thing with like tapestries all over the walls and uh maybe some like um uh like buddha statues maybe off to the side like you know that kind of vibe i don't know if you've ever yeah. been in a shop like that but yeah yeah, yeah um, absolutely kind of like that just uh kind of random knickknacks scattered around um dream catchers ups- yeah dream catchers on the walls <laughs> nice. and a uh, big incense like stand that has a bunch of different flavors in them because Montingo makes them. No, actually, I was gonna make um one of my guys make them like Sundrop. Nice, we'll make nice. the uh, Sunbeam. I mean, not Sundrop. Right, right of course, <laughs> Sunbeam. Sundrop we'll, like... is his uh <laughs> distant relative. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Sunbeam will kind of make those from scratch. Um, uh, I would say that uh, Raindrop kind of does like tarot card readings, maybe. Um, Sick. so they, they have like their own little things that they do. Uh, but yeah. And then the upstairs, um, it'll be like a spiral staircase sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, with like a thin rail leading you upstairs, kind of crooked floorboards. I mean, b- again, Bunting goes not really well off. He's yeah, like no. you said, he's kind of just scraping by. Um, 
But I would say it's kind of like a, a pretty good sized bed, a lot of blankets and stuff thrown all over it, filled with pillows with like mismatched like sheets and covers and just kind of anything that you can like find, um, anything that he could find. He kind of just slapped on uh, as far as how he decorated his room. Um, but again, I think just overall cramped would be the uh, a, a little hoardy ish, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 As far as this uh, this haven's concerned. Cool. Um Morning routines, uh, I would say feeding dirt first thing in the morning, getting up. Um, Bontingo doesn't really care too much about his uh, like outward appearance very well, very much. So mm. he'll kind of just like go into the mirror, shake his hair a little bit to make sure it's not completely tangled. Um, maybe brush his teeth for like five, ten seconds or so. And then uh, kind of just throw on whatever clothes are laying on the floor and then go downstairs. Or, uh, you know, he doesn't really have too much of a routine, just kind of getting out of bed and getting ready. Gotcha. Cool. Yeah. Um, well, so uh, as you kind of uh, go through uh, your, your very brief evening routine mm-hmm. uh, and are like in the middle of brushing your teeth, you hear a noise come from downstairs, which immediately strikes you as odd because you've noticed that you haven't slept in or anything and it's still a few minutes before your shop is like set to open for the night. Uh, and as I'm sure you're aware, your two employees raindrop and sunbeam are not exactly known for their punctuality. True. They are degenerates. (laughs) Uh, but yeah, you, you hear some sort of clattering noise coming from downstairs. Um, uh, Buntingo will head downstairs, but kind of still half awake, rubbing his eyes. Okay. Are you just like heading downstairs, like just walking down or? Uh, well, if he's hearing a noise, he's going to be a little bit careful about it. He'll probably peek down the stairs, like, uh, peeking from like the opening in the, on the second floor down to the bottom floor to yeah. see if he kind of sees anything. Okay. And just yeah. slowly head down. Sure. Uh, go ahead and give me your first roll. Uh, which if you need help figuring out how to do that i'm happy to do that uh you're going to give me a wits plus awareness roll um so you only get one success here so as you peek down into your shop you catch movement out of the corner of your eye uh and you hear what sounds like whispering and you see someone who you haven't seen in your shop before, and you can tell that they're wearing a mask, and they are holding something in their hand. Beyond that, you cannot tell. You you can't really discern any other um, details about them, or uh, you know how many of them there may be. There is definitely one. Okay, but that's what you see. Does it does it uh, seem like they notice me? As of right now, no, because I I think you're just peeking down, so I I don't I don't think that you would have had to have made like a, a stealth roll quite yet. Okay, could I try to grab a gun from upstairs that I definitely have? Sure. I uh, yeah. I mean, you told me ahead of time that Bontingo probably has both like a a shotgun and a pistol, correct? Yes, yes, yes. I was thinking the shotgun would be downstairs, kind of behind the uh uh the the cash register counter sort of thing. That's right. Uh, but his handgun, a little bit more sentimental, is upstairs. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I would like to grab that. Um, and then uh, I'm going to say, "Who's there?" From downstairs, uh, I, like the movement you're sort of hearing is people like uh, digging around, 
um, stops suddenly, and there's silence. Okay, I said, who's there? Get out of here. We're not open yet. Uh, there's a bit of a pause, and then eventually a voice calls out and says, well, we don't want any trouble. We're just going to take what we want, and then we're out of here. And what do you want? Well, money, ideally. I'm about to get into your register, so like, just give me like a, a couple seconds, and then, you know, we'll fuck off. Uh, Bontingo's gonna jump off the stairs, hit the ground, and pointing the gun at the guy's face. Oh, shit. Okay. Alright, uh... And he's gonna say, I said get out. So, you're, you're... Just so I'm getting this picture right. So, uh... Is it, like, the railing on the stairs you're jumping over? Or is, like, the the second floor have, like, a balcony overlooking the store? So, so there's, like, a spiral staircase heading from the floor to the ceiling. Right. Um, or to the second... Uh, second uh, floor, uh-huh. and so the second floor has like a hole in it where the stairs are coming up at it. Right, 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 right. So he's basically gonna like circumvent the stairs and just kind of jump from the top down to the bottom. <laughs> Sick. Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, that is going to be a roll. Um, okay. So you go ahead and give me a dexterity and yeah, athletics. That makes sense. So you do you do land uh, and. There's one guy sort of off to your right. Uh, he's the guy you saw earlier with, with with something in his hand, which you can now tell uh, is like a baseball bat. And uh, there's another guy who's kind of behind your counter right now, and he's trying to open your register. And and both of them kind of just look up at you stunned, and they're like, "What the fuck?" Uh, Bagingo, uh, bon- <laughs> not Bagingo, <laughs> Bontingo uh, is going to speak calmly um, and say, "I will not tell you again." Get out of my shop. The guy with the baseball bat is going to look to the guy behind the register, and the guy behind the register is, uh, he's going to pause for a second, and then he's going to draw a gun and shoot at you. Uh, so we're going to enter combat. All right. So, okay. VTM combat. Basically, it, instead of like the traditional initiative system that D&D has, the way combat and vampire works is basically the players first tell me their intention. Like, what it is you're trying to do right now. And then I will decide the same for the SPCs. And then, depending on a couple of factors, that determines who goes first. Um, you most likely will be going first, though. Uh, especially okay. with a role like that. Uh, yeah, so so what would you like to do? Just describe, like, what's your, what's your, what's your plan here? Well, I was shot at, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, he he's gonna grab a gun to, like with the intent of shooting at you, but we're oh, but he hasn't of... shoot. He hasn't shot it yet. Yeah, he's he's going to. I think with with your like fancy athletics and like catching them off guard just by jumping downstairs, they weren't quite quite ready for you yet. So you you got like a couple seconds of of time to like you know you definitely have the drop on them. And there's two of them. Yep, two of them. That's one, it. One's behind the counter. Where's the other one? Uh, the other one is like to your right, uh, like the right side of the shop. Uh, if you're just walking in, am I allowed to make more than one shot per per combat round? If you want to attack multiple people, you can, and you can do that on your same turn because you're basically just pulling a trigger. It's not like it. It's not like in D and D where like you shoot an arrow and then you know you have to like put a new arrow in. Like right, where right. It, like stuff takes time. You're pulling a trigger. Um, so you can split your total dice pool between the two people. So your total dice pool for that roll. Uh, of composure plus firearms is seven. So you could put four dice on one guy and then three on the other. And 
you would basically roll against them and maybe they'll hit, maybe they won't. The odds are better that they will hit if you ha- the more dice there are like that you're rolling on them. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So like if you were to just roll all seven on one guy, your odds of hitting him would be a lot higher than, you know, splitting it. But you can mm-hmm. definitely still try and hit either of them. Because I was just going to kind of want to them. But right, yeah, I, I mean, you, you absolutely can try. Um, I, and, and to be honest, you, you're, that is a very good role for you. The odds are, are certainly not bad that you could at least hit both of them, but it's up to you. Hmm. Can I do a, um, can I shoot a gun at a guy and then like go over and try to like knock out the other dude with like my fists, like punch him? Or is that something that had to be done over two turns? Uh, that would probably have to be done over two turns, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm gonna one-two him. I'm gonna try to one-two him headshot. Alright, cool. The guy behind the counter is, obviously, he's gonna try and shoot at you back, so he's gonna roll against you. Um, okay. The guy with the bat is probably just gonna try and dodge you. Uh, okay, so your four is gonna miss, so, um... Jesus. Yeah, you're you're gonna take a shot, and it's gonna go wide, and break uh like a vase you have um behind uh the guy who's shooting at you and uh he is going to the guy who shoots who's shooting back at you he is going to hit you uh and he is going to do let's see. what the fuck yeah he, he rolled okay. better than you <laughs> what the shit dude uh and he is going to do it's okay though because spoiler alert grant you're a vampire bullets don't hurt as much as they used to Okay, so you're going to take three points of superficial damage. Uh, so what that means is on your health tracker, uh, if you click one of your boxes once, a little slash will come through it. So you're going to tick that three times. On three different squares? On three different squares, yeah. The full square is when you take like aggravated damage. Okay, now... Uh, I got to do my other roll, right? Yes, yeah. Go ahead and roll your three, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So same same way as you did it last time. Roll those dice. Hey, there you go. Oh, you got all three were a success. That's great. Okay. So uh, he's dead now, right? I killed him. Uh okay, so uh you beat him by a margin of two. So what a margin is when you're when so this is for the guy who rolled the the one success, right? He's the guy with the bat off to your right. Uh, so when you beat someone in combat in this way, like he's trying to dodge you right now is basically what's happening on his end and you're trying to shoot him. So you getting three successes means that you have a margin of two over him because he only rolled a one. Does that make sense? The short, short end of the story is, is, uh, you beat him by a margin of two. So, um, if he were to have rolled a two, you would have beaten him by a margin of one because you had three successes. Okay. Uh, so, in combat... But I only had two successes. No, you had three, because your hunger dice rolled a success as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, oh, I got no successes on that last one. I yes. rolled, like, shit on that one. Yeah, that last one was really unfortunate. But, so, in combat, uh, however much... Basically, however much you beat them by is how much damage you do. I mean, here, here's the good news, though. Um, this shit counts as aggravated damage for mortals, which is very bad. So, uh, we'll, we'll calculate damage and, and we'll see what happens here. So, um, 
So, like I said, you beat him by a margin of two. You're using, like, a light pistol, which adds another plus two to your total damage, which means that you're doing four aggravated damage to this guy. Here's what happens. Here, here's how we'll we'll describe uh, what, what happens here. You drop down from the staircase, and, you know, you have your little standoff. The guy behind the counter goes for his gun, fires a shot off at you, which lands and hits you center of mass like right in your chest as a as a bullet bores into your flesh uh you fire back at him but miss and as the guy on the right starts making a move to sort of come at you and swing his bat you bring your hand around and blast him in the side of the head and uh he reels back over and and falls on the ground screaming in pain the guy behind the counter is just furious with you and and he 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 kind of vaults over it and is just like i'm gonna fucking kill you you piece of shit and we're in the next part of combat so what would you like to do now where is this guy standing at right now uh which guy the guy that's like not on the floor crying and screaming okay the, the guy who's running at you uh he yeah. he is vaulting over the like counter and basically like running at you uh, frantically trying to shoot you Okay, I want to, this is what I want to do. I want to get behind him okay. and go to the um, the cash register where he was at and pull out the shotgun and shoot him. That's what I want to do. Okay, cool. Uh, now, I do have Soaring Leap, so I was thinking I could use that to, like, oh. essentially, like, jump above him, go behind it, pick it up, and then, sh- and then like, blast him. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Because you have Soaring Leap... I will just say that you don't actually have to make like a dexterity or like a dexterity and athletics check because like, I think you can just like leap. Yeah, I can just do it. So, uh, yeah. So you, uh, as this guy's like running at you, uh, you just like a fucking superhero leap over him and behind the counter. He is still going to shoot at you before you make that leap. So go ahead and give me a dodge roll since you're not engaging this turn, uh, which is going to be your dexterity and your athletic. No extra dice? Uh, no extra. Well, uh, because you're using Soaring Leap, I'll tell you what, I'll give you one extra dice. Fuck yeah. Okay, so you have two successes. Yeesh. Okay. Is that a bad roll? Uh, it could be better. Um. Why am I rolling bad, Carter? I yeah, this is is the name of the game, buddy. Oh Uh, man. Oh, actually, here's a fun thing, Grant. So you can spend. So you have you see your willpower up there uh, next to your health tracker. Yes. So you can spend willpower to basically re-roll certain dice with every point of willpower you spend so if you want to do that you can just check through one of the boxes of that uh you can re-roll up to three dice which is perfect for you because three is the exact number of uh failures that you had so i spend one willpower to roll three dice yes exactly oh oh, no wait sorry uh you cannot you can actually only re-roll two dice because willpower cannot be used on hunger dice. So you, you are re-rolling two dice, which still will help if you if you can get those to be successes. But yeah. Yeah. Nice. Two successes. Okay. Cool. So uh, that, that helps you out immensely. He's going to do two superficial damage to you, which does fill up your health tracker with superficial damage. But you are not taking aggravated yet, which is good. Oh, something happened to my physical. 
Yes. So uh, when your full health tracker gets full, you are become you become what is called impaired. Um, which means that you take a, a, a debuff to your physical stats uh, for the dura duration of you being impaired. Go ahead and make a... Yeah, that's going to be your composure and firearms, so go ahead and make that. This guy is, is going to... Well, so he, he already made his turn, so he's going to wheel around to try and shoot you again. Uh, the guy on the ground is going to kind of get up, and he's going to like start like running for the door. Because like he's bleeding out of the side of his head. Are they close to each other? Yeah, they're fairly close. He's gonna catch a a, a, a spray from my shotgun, then. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I I I'm totally on board with that. I mean, because it is a shotgun. Okay. So it is a shotgun. Yeah. Okay. So how many extra dice? None. Uh, none. Uh, it's just gonna be yeah five total for you since you're impaired now. All right. So three. Okay. Yeah. So here's what happens. We're, we'll go. We'll jump back in time a little bit and and describe the full scene because I think it's more fun this way. You like a superhero leap through the air of your store uh, as the gunman behind the counter is, is charging you and you land behind the counter and grab your shotgun that you have hidden there. You pull it up and as you pull it up and the gunman is trying to make sense of what the fuck just happened and is like panicking, wheeling around to try and shoot you again. The other man like gets up and and is done here clutching the side of his head as as blood is pouring out he makes a run for the front door and you just blast the shit out of both of them and the man with the bat doesn't move anymore he go he goes soaring through the air and lands on the ground but blood just starts pooling up on the ground and the other man uh lands on his back chest full of just buckshot and blood is starting to pool up around him as well. He's not dead. However, he is severely injured. Combat is now over. What would you like to do? Bondingo is going to put the shotgun back underneath the drawer, um, beneath the cash register and, uh, do a little slight jump over it. Um, and walk towards the door. You said one of them's dead, right? Yeah. The, well, the guy with like the bat is, is fully dead. He's going to go to the other guy who's currently on the floor about to die, mm. uh, pick him up by his hair and said, you should have listened. And then he's going to, um, what is he going to do? Uh, well, so he, this might, this might alter your decision a little bit. So, um, and you would know this because Bunting has been a vampire for a little bit. So okay. you can make to, to recover your health track. You can make what is called a rouse check. Uh, a rouse check is just a single D 20 that you roll or sorry, not D 20, a D 10. If it if it is a success, uh, you your hunger tracker does not increase. No matter what, you heal some. Uh, but if it, if basically if the roll fails, you still get healed. However, your hunger increases. Does that does that make sense? If it succeeds, well, your hunger doesn't increase. If if you wanted to like heal yourself a little bit and then maybe potentially feed from this nearly dead man, you could. that would kill him. Wouldn't that mean that I would lose humanity? Because he's already almost dead. Because I, I was going to do that, but I was thinking if I do that, he might die. And then I might lose humanity. Or, or I don't know if Bontinga would necessarily want to kill him. Um, but if I can feed right. off of him and not kill him, then I might uh, do that. I will say that he is definitely losing... Uh, or he has definitely lost a lot of blood and he is very close to death. So it's very likely that um, feeding on him right now would kill him. Uh, now that said... But 
You okay. can still make the rouse check to try and heal yourself. Uh, it's just you might get a little hungry. And this guy, you know, it's food on a plate for you. He is. Okay. I'll do the I'll do the rouse thing. Okay. Go ahead and just roll a single dice for me. Success! Hey, there it is. Alright, so uh go ahead and remove uh one superficial damage from your health tracker. Yeah, and your hunger does not increase because you succeeded your uh check. Now, um each time you do that, it does take a bit of time. Uh so if your intent is to like heal yourself fully and then maybe drain him. Uh, he will have time to potentially try and escape. So that's just something to keep in mind because doing this does take time. So I'm just going to kill him. Uh, <laughs> I'm just going to like <laughs> pull, um, hold the uh, the pistol that I still have uh, uh, like up to his head and just kill him basically. As you are approaching this man who's lying on the floor bleeding out effectively, mm-hmm. he he almost kind of tries to, to lift up his gun to, to shoot at you again. But, like, he doesn't have the strength for it. And terror is flooding his eyes as as you draw your gun and, and put it up to his head. And just before you pull the trigger, he says, What the fuck are you? Peace be with you, brother. And he's going to pull the trigger. And a bullet flies from your gun and his skull collapses and... Your burglar troubles are no more. Of course, now you have the trouble of two corpses in your store, but you are no longer being robbed or shot at. Now, what would you like to do? I would like to heal. Okay, yeah. Uh, Go ahead and make another rouse check for me. And 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 so if I, just so I'm aware of this, if I fail, my hunger goes up. Exactly, yeah. Yay! Success. Nice. All right. So keep your hunger at one and yeah, subtract it. So yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Uh, you, as you're standing over these two corpses, um, you rouse the vampiric blood coursing through your veins and you feel some of your wounds start to mend. So a- as you're, as you're mending and the dust starts to settle in the shop, uh, you hear the front door swing open and uh, a chime like like the chime on your I well I guess I should ask you does your front door like have like a one of those like welcome chimes or of course and uh, in through the door walks a familiar dark haired Japanese American woman in a striking black flowing dress uh, and she's just kind of examining the room kind of with like a disapproving look and uh, she notes the bodies and looks up at you, and Sierra Van Buris says, Having a rough night, Pontingo. Uh, Pontingo goes, is going to do like a slight smile uh, and say, Well, I've had worse. And he's going to start picking up like the legs of the, of the dudes on the ground and dragging them out to try to dispose of the bodies. She'll say, Pontingo, uh, stop, please. Uh, where exactly were you planning on putting these? I was just going to keep them upstairs for now until I figure out what to do with them later. No, 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 no. Smell, the, the smell would be unbearable. Like, I do not believe, let me rephrase, I do not wish to believe that you would like to reside with corpses for the next few nights. Uh, please, uh, allow me. And she'll walk over and slip a thumb, like, under her fang 
and slice it open and drop a bit of blood on one body and, and sort of carefully bring it over to the other one and drop it on them. And from the blood, you see black smoke start to rise and almost like a black fire starts to spread across these corpses as they start to dissolve and uh, eventually disappear entirely. And Sierra says, there, much easier, wasn't it? I suppose that works as well. Thank you, Sierra. I appreciate it. And then he's going to um take a moment, take a deep breath, try to center his chakras sort of situation here. <laughs> right. And uh, just kind of compose himself after everything that went on. And uh, he's going to stop and say, what brings you here? She's she's going to sort of bemusedly watch you go through this little ritual and then say, yes, well, there's an opportunity which I have some. And before she can finish, she kind of cocks her head and, and listens for a moment and off in the distance, you hear two familiar voices approaching from the outside. Uh, yeah. And before the pair even enter the store, Sierra has already furrowed her brow and is just, like, pinching the bridge of her nose as if she's staving off an impending headache. And uh, the voices you hear from outside sound something like this. Whoa, bro! Why is... You see that? Is that... Why is the window, like, cracked, dude? Oh, shit. What the fuck is that, man? Dude, did someone get in the store? And and Raindrop and Sunbeam uh, very, like, quickly enter through the front door. And they're like, holy shit, man. What the fuck happened? Big B, you all right, man? What, what happened to the store? Ah, uh, Sunbeam, Raindrop. Nice of you to stop by. Uh... Uh, we were almost robbed, but not to worry. I took care of it. Um, if you wouldn't mind, could you tidy up a little bit uh, around the front door? Uh, I f I'm afraid it got a little out of control there, but I do appreciate your help. Thank you. Oh, then... shit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. We'll totally clean this shit up. But, but like, like we got robbed? How the fuck did they get in, man? And and uh, Sunbeam will kind of nudge him, uh, raindrop, and, and be like, Dude, did you like remember to lock the door last night? And and uh, Raindrop will will be like, oh yeah 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 no I like I'm 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 totally sure that we did man I remember because it was raining yesterday and uh, Sunbeam will say, uh, dude, it, it didn't rain yesterday that that was like a week ago. <laughs> oh right, shit. Oh, that, that's my bad, Big B. Uh... Uh, uh, anyway, uh, we'll, we'll, like, get cleaning up here and, and, oh, shit, I didn't even notice that fancy lady. Hey, you're back. I haven't seen you in a while. Uh, uh, what's going on, babe? And, uh, Sierra glowers at, at, uh, the pair before turning to you and, and she just says, I'll wait for you upstairs. Uh, sort out this mess down here if you need to, but don't make me wait. And she quickly makes her exit up the stairs towards your room. Bontigo's going to kind of rub the back of his head a little bit and say, uh, be there momentarily, Sierra. Thank you so much for being patient. And then um, he's going to walk up to uh, Raindrop and uh, Sunbeam and say, 
boys, I, I'd like to keep you around because I know that deep inside you are deep spiritual beings. Uh, you bring nothing but light into this world, but I'm afraid that sometimes that gift is also a curse. Um, please do keep in mind in the future, be a little more astute and in my orders and making sure that you do lock up the store before you leave. I'm afraid stuff like this may happen more regularly if you do not. And he's going to kind of tap them both on the back and say, thank you so much for your assistance. And then do a little like uh, a little like bow sort of thing to him. And then light some incense to help get rid of the smell and start heading up upstairs to meet Sierra. All right. Yeah. Uh, as I think the two, the pair uh, like kind of seem a little down, um, you know, like getting, getting kind of chewed out. Um, even though, you know, it's pretty kind considering what just happened. Um, and, um, raindrop is, is like, uh, yeah, I'm sorry, uh, big B. It it won't happen again. I, I, I'm really sorry. I, I I caused this whole situation and all. And, um, yeah, it won't happen again. I, I, totally my bad. I, I, this one's on me. All right. Not to worry. Not to worry. Mistakes happen. Uh, I know I've made a few myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I appreciate that. This is why I like working for you. You're such a chill boss. And um, Sunbeam will will like kind of cut in and 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 uh, he'll say, "Hey, uh, yo, boss. By the way, uh, you know, she, she she's been coming in here a lot, but but like, you know, she she's up in your room right now. Are you are you two like uh... Sunbeam? Sunbeam, please. No need for that." We're simply friends. We're just catching up a little bit. Um, oh, oh, yeah. To- totally got it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, case case closed. And he, he kind of winks at you and says, uh, <laughs> hey, 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 though, uh, you know, just just in case, right? Uh, why don't you have this? And uh, he, he takes off a necklace he's wearing and he, he hands it over to you uh, and says, um, you know, because, like, she's kind of got a, a pretty uh, – intense vibe you know i i really don't want her to like knock your alignment off or anything right so you know th- th- this one should 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 keep things in order right oh yes that there you are again now see this is why i keep you two around you're always thinking outside the box you give me such good ideas i love both of you thank you oh we grab- love you too <laughs> <laughs> it'll grab it um and uh say thank you again for your assistance and you guys, uh, let me know if you need any help with anything. Yeah, yeah, of course. We'll we'll get started right away, uh, cleaning up, and hopefully open up here in a little bit. So, uh, yeah, you you go do what you got to do, boss. Bontigo will turn around, head up the stairs, uh, but he's kind of biting his lip, um, kind of on the inside. He he is quite frustrated in the situation, but uh, I think he's trying fair. to do his he is trying to do his best <laughs> to you know not lose his shit, basically. Right. You make your way back upstairs as as uh, Raindrop and, and Sunbeam start, you know, tidying up and, and cleaning things. And you enter your room to find, looking almost, like, disturbed and, like, trying to distance herself from the, like, very cramped surroundings, uh, Sierra. Dirt has kind of locked eyes with her and is currently in the corner of your room, like with his crooked tail all puffed out and his back's in an arch and he's just hissing at her. Uh, Sierra is not really paying him any mind. But as you enter the room, she turns to you and Dirt takes the opportunity to scamper off into your bathroom. And she says, finally, look, I, I want to keep this short. I already have far too much on my plate, but an opportunity has come up that we have to take advantage of. 
Okay, and what is it that you're uh, referencing? There's a white loose in the city, and one of the primogen has begun putting a coterie together to track it down. As I'm sure I don't have to tell you, our clan is new to this city, and suffice to say, there aren't many other kindred out here with goodwill towards us, considering our former ties. So, yes, yes. If Alessandra were to kill this white in service of the prince or the city or the masquerade as a whole, it would be a great step in terms of our relations and diplomatic dealings. So I'd like to take this on myself, but as I have made mention, I am swamped, to put it bluntly. And frankly, it's about time that you start paying me back for helping you get here in the first place. So how about it? Uh, Bong Tinko's going to uh, uh, reach into his pocket, pull out his deck of tarot cards that he always keeps on him, nice. uh, shuffle the deck a little bit, and then he's going to flip over the top card uh, to find that it is the Wheel of Fortune turned upright. <laughs> he's going to kind of look at it for a second um, and turn to Sierra and say, very well, I would uh, help you out in this situation. It is only fair. Do you have any more information for me that can kind of help my investigation? I'm not the one who has been gathering information on this. It is the Toreador Primogen Annabelle who has been putting this little team together. So I'm afraid you'll have to ask them for any more information. Uh, I can tell you where to meet them, however. Tonight, you will go to the club, as above, so below. Tell the bouncer there that Annabelle sent you and that you're looking for someone named Azale. I've never met the person personally, but supposedly he's the one you're meeting. Help the coterie Annabelle has formed find and kill this white i don't particularly care what methods you use to get it done just get it done is that clear crystal i will get on it right away thank you so much for coming i appreciate that um i will go ahead and get started good uh sierra turns to walk out of the door but before she leaves she comes to a stop and turns back to you and says this is a chance to prove our loyalty to the Camarilla. I have worked for a long time to make this happen. I know you have. Uh, and trust me when I tell you that my goal is to make the Lasombra one of the biggest clans that there are. Uh, I think we've deserved it. Um, so trust me when I say we'll do anything to achieve that goal. Good. Because if you fuck it up in any way, I'll kill you myself. Uh, Bontinko will kind of just stare blankly at her, give another faint smile, and say, I trust that you would. Good. Sierra leaves. And after a few moments, uh, you hear your door chime again as she makes her exit. You feel dirt rub up against your leg and let out a meow now that the scary lady has left. Bentinko is going to bend down for a second and scratch under his chin. Dirt starts purring at, at, uh, at as you pet his chin and sort of swats at your leg a little bit. Bontingo's going to take another deep breath, kind of inhale, exhale, uh, take out a cigarette, start smoking it, and walking downstairs. All right. Uh, are, are you walking downstairs with the intention of like heading out for the night, or what? what's the plan? Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll start to head out. Um, okay. He'll kind of walk downstairs, uh, 
uh, grab his like his dingy jacket with like patches and kind of uh, like scratch marks from dirt all over it. Just mm-hmm. kind of put it on and start to head out. And as he's heading out, he'll turn to Raindrop and Sunbeam. And I say, I'll be back momentarily, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks again. And then just start heading out. Right. Sounds good. They'll call back after you. Oh, yeah, don't worry about it. We'll open up once we get this all cleaned up. We got this under control, boss. Don't worry. You guys are dolls. Bye. You exit out uh, and into the night. What What is your method of, of transit? I, I know you've told me already, but. Uh, it is a bike. Uh, Bontingo goes off to uh, the side of the store, sees his bike chained up to you know, like a uh, little bike rack that's sitting right outside of it. Mm. Um, unlocks it and uh, starts to head on his way. All right. Your bike creaks as you start to pedal down the road. The light night air blowing against your hair gently as you roll through the dark. Shadows cast by the streetlights and buildings elongate and beckon you, almost tempting you further into the city. And toward both your destination... And your destiny. In the dark of night, at a time and place unknown, a one-eyed creature of the night stirs. He shambles through a desiccated building with a lowly gait, muttering to himself and twiddling his mangled and twisted hands. His skin reddened and blackened, scarred, and burned. He comes to an empty room and stops. In the center of the room sits a chair of sorts. One might even call it a throne. It's cobbled together with parts from metal dumpsters, cardboard, and various bits of trash. The throne is currently occupied by a severed head. Upon seeing it, the one-eyed creature scrambles to the foot of the throne. Bullingbrook, you vile traitor, you dare sit upon this royal throne of kings, this sceptered isle, this earth of majesty, this seat of Mars. Thou art unfit for any place but hell. Thou art a boil, a plague, a sore. The head does not respond. What must the king do now? Must he submit, or does he punish the usurper? Although I wish him dead, I hate the murderer, love him murder. (laughs) Forget. Forgive. Conclude and be agreed. Our doctors say this is no time to bleed, Bullingbrook. Though you may be a usurper, come, let us converse. The creature lifts the severed head from the throne and brings it towards his eye. Why, Bullingbrook, why didst thou sit upon the throne? It belongs not to thee, but to the rightful king. Not all the water in the rough, rude sea can wash the balm from an anointed king. The head does not respond. So silent, Bullingbrook. 
does the usurper king forget his place upon the board? Has plague stricken your tongue from your mouth? Speak, Bolingbroke! Creature holds the head up to one of its ears. Ooh, a mistake, an error, a lapse of judgment. Yes, yes, Bullingbrook. You are all of these things. You pledged fealty to your king, yet claimed his throne behind his back. You forgot that a pawn can never become a king, Bullingbrook. Ah, this dead king to the living king I'll bear and give thou burial here. The creature tosses the head to the floor. It rolls for a few feet and comes to a stop, its open eyes staring at the creature. Silence, Bullingbroke! Go and rest now and trouble my ears no longer. The creature takes a step towards the throne, but stops and looks back at the head. This is your final request, Bullingbroke? Before you go to rest... Well, while thou had a short reign, thou didst sit upon the throne. I'll give thee courtesy of a final request, though thou dost infect mine eyes. What dost the usurper king request? Question. That is all you ask. And a poor question at that, Bullingbrook, a beef-witted fool to the end. What was your question? Which pieces remain upon the board? <laughs> Why dost thou want to know, Bullingbrook? You no longer occupy a space upon the board. It is of no concern to you. You would not know them anyway. The pieces shift and change with each passing night. You ask both an impossible question and the wrong question. Especially for an aspiring king. The names of the pieces upon the board do not concern a king. It is the players whom you should ask after. Silence, Bullingbrook! Your question was asked and answered, foolish though it was. Go thou and fill another room in hell! The creature wipes the seat of the throne with its hand, before carefully sitting upon it. It watches the head carefully for a minute. Silence fills the room. The usurper is gone. But another shall come. And another. Snakes in my heart blood warmed that sting my heart. Three Judases, each one thrice worse than Judas. For now, the devil that told me I did well says that this deed is chronicled in hell. The creature leans back on its throne, exhausted. The board is set, and a new game begins.